0: Hey, what's going on guys? I actually had a little bit of time to kill. Uh, and so, I thought I would take a minute to do another episode where I talk about comic books. Um, so, picking back up where I left off in this little solo series of mine. Um, I had finished talking about uh, primary members of DC uh, that are typically known to be in the Justice League, Uh, and I said that the next episode that I did in the series, I would, uh, kind of talk about just briefly, hold on, I'm in my car outside waiting on my daughter, she's at dance, so anyway, this won't be a very long episode, um, this is just really like uh how do I explain it? It's foreknowledge going into what is with my voice going on with my voice right now. I'm sorry man. I started recording and you know, I started talking like my nose made my voice sound really weird. I don't, know. I don't understand. I don't know what's going on here. I sound ah Okay, we got to enjoy all of that, so my bad. Anyway, DC has, uh, made a mess of itself over the years, um, when it comes to continuity, and it's always tried to, like, retcon things. If you don't know what retcon means, it means retroactive continuity. Um, between retcons and reboots, like, there's been major events that have happened, um, creating, like, different time periods throughout the publication history, and so I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about that, okay, there are three major stories that have shaped the DC landscape, uh, leading up to, uh, I think they finally have it figured out now for the better, um, when they wrapped up their most recent story, Dark Knight's Death Metal. But, what I mean is, so back in the 30s when comics started coming out, you know, every superhero was like an individual comic. You had Batman, you had Superman, you had Hawkman, you had The Flash, you had Green Lantern, and then, like, eventually they started the idea of, like, doing crossovers, and then they were like, well, they share, they all exist on the same Earth. And so, like, you had this idea of, like, a shared comic book universe, and, you know, imagination and creativity and storytelling and things like that, uh, you can, you gotta be careful with it if you're trying to just tell, like, one story, because if you get too far off the beaten path, like, you create continuity errors, things that just don't really add up or make sense, right? And so then they just kind of chalk it up to, oh, well, there's multiple Universes. There's a whole multiverse, you know, to just kind of fix that. So they can say, well, the, this story takes place here. These characters existed here and, and so on and so forth in these parallel Earths, right? So go back to the year 1985, and they did a little series that was 107 issues um, called Crisis on Infinite Earths. And the long and short of this which is a weird saying, um, is this was to fix all the continuity errors with DC. Um, they thought if they explained that there was a multiverse through this story and then at the end of it do away with the multiverse and saying that it's all one universe. Now there is no multiverse. It's just one universe. And, everything that happened happened in a timeline then it'll make sense and it's it's an amazing story like it's really cool it introduces a character called the anti-monitor uh, sorry i said that too quick anti-monitor uh, <laughs> what is wrong with me today i can't talk ah anti-monitor i'm not re-recording this to make it sound good you're just gonna have to deal with the verbal typos uh in the monitor and uh and it's, it it just dude it focuses on literally every single like character and parallel version of a character and all that it's it's pretty wild um you have uh earth 2 which you know I've talked about the justice society of America which was like the original super DC superheroes that came out back in the golden age of comics like they basically said that the justice society the JSA existed in the uh, uh, universe-designated Earth-2, right? Uh, Well, then, at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, when they did away with the multiverse, it was, no, the Justice Society uh, were superheroes that existed before uh, uh, the Justice League And they, they existed and operated around World War II and then they went to retirement and all that stuff. And I mean, I guess that was their way of like fixing things, but it didn't really fix anything as far as like, I don't know what they were trying to do with it. It was a really cool story though. Like it was a really amazing story. Um, now jump, let's see. This was in 85, so, 25, 25, so yeah, 20 years later in 2005, and you get the next big crisis event, which was uh, Infinite Crisis, okay? Now, Infinite Crisis was also an amazing story. So, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, there's a version of Superman who's still young, and he's still called Superboy, and he's the only superhero in that universe, right, and after the whole escapade of what happened in that story, um, the Superman from, I think, Earth-2, and Superboy from whatever Earth he was from, along with, uh, Alexander Luthor, who was from Earth-3, uh, which was like, Earth 3 was like flip-flopped, and it was like all the superheroes you know and love are actually villains, they're not Justice League, they're called the Crime Syndicate, and you know, all the villains were heroes, Lex Luthor was a superhero, uh, but he had a son who he gave, the, he gave his name, same name to, um, and basically it was like Superman's story, but with a universe, and it was about Lex Luthor, and so like these, these characters that I'm naming off here, they actually survived the event of crisis of an I- crisis on infinite earths. Sorry. And like, they were residing in like this pocket dimension that they couldn't escape from or whatever. And they end up becoming the villains, uh, in infinite crisis. And I'm not going to go into all the details of what these Massively long story. Like these are literally like hundred issue long stories, and they're they're best read in trade, as opposed to an individual issue, right? But what happened in Infinite Crisis at the end is it went from being just one universe to being a multiverse again. Now, pre-Crisis on Infinite Earths, it was a unlimited number of universes okay uh infinite crisis restored the multiverse and then final crisis final crisis was really more about dark side and then just for fun they threw some multiverse stuff in there with a with a monitor vampire thing called mandrak it was it was kind of a sloppy storytelling like it was a final crisis was really good but it's also like super confusing Um, especially if like you try to focus on everything and not just the dark side stuff. But basically at the end of final crisis, everybody's aware that there's a multiverse and there's only 52 universes in their multiverse. It's not unlimited. There's just 52 of them. And those are the three major events that get referenced in points of time. Like, and when I say that, it's not like, you know, the justice league will be sitting around the table and be like, Hey, you remember that time between crisis and infinite crisis when this happened? It's more like, uh, um, understanding when things happened between events, uh, which is something that I'll do. I'll reference something and be like, yeah, this happened, uh, between this time and this time. and, and, These are the events that I'm talking about. Eventually, I'll get around to covering them, and they're really good stories, Um, but all these stories were written, well, maybe not Final Crisis, but these stories were written to make DC as a whole more cohesive, and then we jump to 2011. They haven't actually had, like, a story with the word Crisis in it, like, to this extent, there was a story recent, more recent story called um, Heroes in Crisis, that's completely different, it has the name Crisis in it but it's not the kind of crisis that you're thinking about, it was actually uh, dealing with like superheroes like having PTSD and stuff, and it was was pretty cool, but um, they do have like these major events that overall shape the DC landscape, because they're trying to get it to a point where everything works and everybody's happy like, it just makes sense. And so, you get to 2011, and you get the hard reboot. They did it with a story called Flashpoint. And I I'm believe the Flash movie that's supposed to come out is very heavily based off Flashpoint. The I, I've never watched the CW. I mean, I've watched, like, the first season of CW's Flash, but from what I understand, like they did flashpoint and all this stuff so if you're familiar with with that then you kind of know what flashpoint is about basically if you if you have no idea barry allen uh uh he died in crisis on infinite earths in 1985 and for 20 years he was not in dc comics at all um and then in final crisis uh it was revealed that he didn't actually die he was trapped in the speed force which is the thing that gives him his power So, after Final Crisis, like, I guess he was doing some contemplating. I don't know. Um, Barry's whole deal was he was upset about the death of his mother uh, that happened when he was at a young age. Again, if you're familiar with the CW, then you know what I'm talking about. His mother died, and his father got blamed for the murder, and got locked up, and all that stuff. That's what got him into forensic science and becoming a criminal investigator and all that stuff, as far as, like, his secret identity. So, what he decides to do is run as far as, Fast as he possibly can and break Tom and go back in time and stop his mom from being murdered. And so when he does that, uh and comes back to the present, he realizes he changed history so bad that it got to the point that the world was going to collapse on itself in terms of like uh I guess, I guess like put the political environment, not like between like little, real literal nations, like, like the U S and China, for example, but like between the Amazons and the Atlanteans, like basically in this alternate timeline that he created, Wonder Woman and Aquaman were supposed to get married or something like that. And Things didn't work out, and then they end up going to war together, and, and or against each other, and like, and then there's like this whole, all these other little stories, like like Superman didn't land in Smallville, he was captured by the government, he was kept under Red Solar Energy his entire life. Uh, cyborg is still Cyborg, but he works for the government. Bruce Wayne died in the alley, and his parents lived. Martha went insane and became the Joker. Thomas Wayne became an alcoholic, and also Batman, and he uses guns, and he has no problem murdering people, um, which that whole aspect of Flashpoint was super dope, I love Thomas Wayne Batman, in fact, fun fact, he was so popular, that in this next deal that I'm talking about that Flashpoint leads into, they did a run called Earth 2, and most of that, the end, it didn't end, well, it didn't end on a strong note, but it opened on a solid note, like, most of the first portion of that run, of that series, was amazing. And a lot of it was because of Thomas Wayne Batman. Um, Thomas Wayne Batman is awesome. So anyway, uh, things go all crazy. And, you know, arch is arch-nenom... Why can I not say bad guy? Favorite bad guy. Nemesis. Arch-nemesis. Eobard Thon. Uh, actually followed him to and fro in these time periods, and is like keeping him from traveling back in time. And uh, uh, anyway, things happen. Flash goes back. He lets his mom die, and then he comes back. But instead of things going back to the way they were before he started this whole time travel giant, like everything changed. Everything like changed drastically, and so they called it the New Fifty Two. In reference to the Fifty Two Universes, um, and it was like all new hard reboots, all new number ones, like no ifs, ands, or buts, like just starting over. And for the most part, I thought it was okay. I thought New Fifty Two Run wasn't terrible. Like it may, it had some pretty cool storytelling going on, and uh, <clears throat> especially Batman, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, they their run on uh, Batman during New 52 was awesome, and I can't wait to start covering that, um, but that lasted for about five years, and then 2016, they did a soft reboot, um, where they transitioned from New 52 into what's called DC Rebirth, and then from DC Rebirth uh, for a couple years, uh, they, they went into DC Universe, and then now they're doing, uh, DC Infinite Frontier, and from DC Rebirth, to Infinite Frontier, there's a lot of really great storytelling, but basically what happens is they use Rebirth to to work up to a story called The Button that works into another story called Doomsday Clock, which is basically like a sequel to the comic book The Watchmen, okay? Sort of, kind of. But it also explains why the new 52 actually happened. What should have happened is when Barry let his mom die, things went back to the way they were. But, uh, what happened was Dr. Manhattan, when he left the Watchmen universe, he came to the DC universe and he altered things, uh, in a way that affected the timeline. And so it just seemed like Barry screwed everything up, but he actually didn't. And that's what DC Rebirth is. It's like a soft reboot, kind of like picking up New 52, but going in a different direction. And then kind of going to this really cool story about where it's DC Universe versus Dr. Manhattan. And it was was really cool. Um, I'm almost out of time. Uh, But uh, uh, from there, you go into the next big thing. Which was Dark Knight's metal, and then you go to Dark Knight's Death metal, and those two events are really amazing. But Dark Knight Death metal, uh, it sets it up to where um, you have the Infinite Frontier. So what the Infinite Frontier is, is it takes the, it does away with the fifty-two universes. It goes back to the infinite multiverse deal that was originally there at the beginning. Uh, Like, I guess they just decided, you know what? Maybe it was better if we just had infinite number of universes and stuck with branch universe theory like Marvel does. So they break it down like this. You have universe, you have a multiverse, you have an omniverse, okay? So a universe is like our universe. Parallel universe, two parallel universes, uh, uh, next to each other would be a multiverse. Um... But an omniverse is an encompassing space of multiple multiverses, okay? And then at the center of it all is an origin point. And that's what the infinite frontier is. And these events that happened are really cool and they were really great storytelling. But honestly, like, they could have just figured this out like 20 years ago and saved us a lot of heartache and trouble and confusion and all this stuff. All in the name of making everything work. And Scott Snyder is really the one that fixed it, like with Dark Knight's death metal, as far as like making everything work. So I just kind of wanted to talk about these little major events, just kind of touch them on a little bit, just kind of put it out there because they are events that I'm going to reference, uh, in terms of like when things happen as I go through comics, when they take place, I'm going to reference by event. Like, this is between this and this is between that. And so, there you go. And plus, honestly, I didn't have anything else to do for like 20 minutes, and so I wanted to talk about comic book stuff, and I wanted, I just wanted to talk about this for a minute. So, that's pretty much it. It's, this was short and sweet. I'm going to go pick up my kid. You guys have a great day. Peace.